Losing weight isn't easy, and some days we can feel like we need some extra help. Welcome to the Weight Loss Warrior Podcast, the show where we share inspiring real-life success stories from normal, everyday people like you and I. Listen to how each of our guests managed to overcome their personal challenges to lose the weight they wanted as they talk about the secrets to their success and give great advice that you can benefit from. Become part of our tribe and use the Weight Loss Warrior podcast as your source of motivation and support to help you on your weight loss transformation. And now your host and friend, Carl Radley. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a brand new episode of the Weight Loss Warrior podcast with me, your host, Carl. Thank you for joining me today, and I hope you're doing well. At the beginning of November, I released an episode in which I didn't have a special guest. And if I'm honest, I was a bit nervous about doing it. I wasn't sure how it would be received as so many of you listen to the podcast to hear the inspirational success stories from the people who join me. Instead, what I did was talked about a plan for Christmas and how you could not necessarily need to throw all your hard work and efforts out of the window or, you know, abandon your diet during the festive period. Can't do it. So I wanted to talk today about ways in which you can kind of hit the reset button, but in a way that really sets you up for success. So you don't have to repeat the process of starting over every single year. So I'm going to split the episode into two main parts. The first will be looking at why it hasn't gone well. And this is something that I think is important to do. And it has to be done from a place of self-compassion. I'm not talking about beating yourself up and saying, oh, you know, you're stupid because you failed. It's really understanding those obstacles and challenges that have been a little too much for you to manage. And then in the second part, I'll be looking more about how you can set yourself up for a better result, how you can reach your goals, what you need to do to get past those feelings of not achieving what you wanted to this year and how to have a fresh look at it. And believe me, it's not by chance that it's nearly the end of the year and I'm doing this episode now because, as I said at the beginning, by now you know if you've hit your goals that you wanted to this year or not. But you also have Christmas coming up. It's not uncommon for someone who hasn't reached their goals this time of year to think, well, you know, I didn't do it, so let's just have a complete blowout at Christmas and we'll start again next year. My advice there is really to try and avoid that if possible because... Although you might just feel like, you know, it doesn't matter, it won't have an impact, this year hasn't gone the way that you wanted it to, I think it's worth mentioning and realising that whatever you do between now and the end of the year when you do start again, that can actually take you even longer to reach your goal and put you further behind. It's not difficult to gain quite a few pounds over Christmas and that would be the first few pounds that you'd have to lose when you do start your journey again. So We'll talk about it more as the episode goes on, but just something to keep in mind. So first, like I said, let's talk about why it hasn't gone well. What hasn't gone well for you this year? Why did you not reach your goals? How do you feel about that? What could have gone better? And it's quite a personal conversation and you, I'm sure, will know the answers and have the answers. Whether or not you've had that conversation with yourself or thought about it yet is a completely different topic and some of us avoid it. You know, it's one of those situations where if we don't think about it, then we haven't officially failed anything, you know. But I'm quite sure that anybody who's listening and not reached their goal has spent a lot of time thinking about it. Maybe from the angle of I can't do this, it's too hard. Maybe from a negative point of view in which you are beating yourself up. But I'm talking about looking at this from a point of view where you take ownership, 
and you take accountability for what's happened this year and then realize that you can start again and you do have an opportunity to still succeed. So I've had a dig around in the archives of my own mind because I certainly have had many years of not meeting my goal. I've mentioned it before, but I had a six pack for the summer campaign that I started when I was 18 and it was only last year that I finally achieved it at the ripe old age of 39. So as you can imagine, there have been many failed attempts to get a six pack, many failed diets, many times where I've gained weight, lost weight, gained weight, lost weight and yo-yoed like so many of us do, switching from one diet to the next without any kind of consistency. So thinking about those things, the list that I've created, I want to share with you and I think it's worth you thinking as well as I go through this list, has this been true in my own journey? As I mentioned before, for a lot of us, we spend so much of our time thinking about being on a diet, but we don't take that next step of actually analysing what went wrong and how we could do better if we were to start again. Instead, all we do is admit defeat, fail, spend a lot of time feeling down and upset with the fact that we didn't achieve what we wanted to. And then once we feel motivated enough to start again, we repeat the process. I'm all about changing that repetition and removing that cycle that so many people, including myself, have gone through and continue to go through. It's something that I've spoken about recently on the webinar I did talking about the click, which I'll talk more about towards the end of this episode. But I think one of the most important things you need to realize is that if you don't look at the reasons why it hasn't gone well, the same thing will happen again. So a big one for me is a lack of consistency. This is something that can be attributed to many reasons and many factors, motivation being one of them. But have you been consistent on your journey this year? And at what point did that consistency break? I think it's very important if you're trying to lose weight that you do build a routine in which you keep it as simple as possible and you turn up for yourself in the same way every single day. Now, it's not to say there'll be days where you're off plan or special events happen in which you want to enjoy yourself and that is absolutely fine. In fact, it's important that you do. But having that consistency on a daily basis in which your body is in a calorie deficit is absolutely crucial. It's no good having a few days on plan and then three or four days off plan and then three or four days on plan and then three or four days not following your plan because you just it you won't get the results you want to now if this has been you don't feel that I'm having a go or trying to you know make it personal I've been there myself and that's probably the reason why I feel empowered to say it I was the first to realize that I would spend a week meticulously following my plan and then three or four days not. And you have to realize that the damage that you can do in those three or four days can completely write off a whole week's worth of effort very, very quickly. It's easy to consume an extra 2,000 calories, but to burn 2,000 calories takes a lot more effort. So you have to realize that, that there has to be a level of consistency. And it doesn't mean 100% all of the time, but you do need to show up for yourself and you do need to stick to your plan overall. Now, another big one for so many people is your mindset not being where it needs to be. It's no secret that I'm a coach and work with people on managing their mindset and making improvements to make weight loss possible. Not just possible, to make sure that it can stick and you can stop yo-yo dieting. I think it's absolutely crucial and 
probably the number one reason that people actually do fail their diets is because they don't work on their mindset. Now, one way to identify whether or not your mindset is in the right place is to consider a plan that you've followed on more than one occasion and seen different results. Perhaps you've seen the same results and it's never gone your way. But what I mean by this is the plan itself doesn't change. Now, I'll use Slimming World as the example because so many of my listeners follow Slimming World. The plan hasn't changed that much over the years. Yet some people can follow it one time, lose three stone, then unfortunately gain the weight back and then feel that, okay, the plan does work and I need to go back to it. But why did it stop working? That's the question. The plan didn't change, but something within yourself did. And it's usually mindset, either something came up as it does in life. Perhaps you were losing weight for an event and the event came and went and you decided not to go back to the plan. The plan was still there. The plan still worked, but you chose not to follow it or you felt you couldn't follow it or you felt that it stopped working for you. But if you look at each of those reasons, it's about you. It's not about the plan itself. And again, motivation plays a huge part in this because if you don't feel motivated, we don't usually follow the plan and that's usually where the feeling of failure or the hard work starts and unfortunately once that starts it's very very difficult to claw it back if you're relying on motivation alone that's why when it comes to mindset you need to have routines you need to have habits you need to have coping mechanisms that are not the same as what you had and relied on the last time you tried to lose weight and it failed if that makes sense I think linked to mindset, the other major, major factor for so many people's journeys is that if you are an emotional eater and you don't work on the reasons why you eat emotionally and the triggers that you have, maybe you're just hoping that those situations don't occur and maybe your diet will be successful until that does happen. But if you don't work on that, at some point or another, it's inevitable. It will do. If you're someone who eats when they're stressed and you might start your diet thinking no this time it'll be different as soon as stress kicks in guess what's going to happen and that is completely normal when you really think about it because that is how you have dealt with stressful situations for probably years so why because you're on a diet would things be any different when that happens I know we try and tell ourselves no but this time I'm on a diet I'll be okay it'll be different but you're not changing any of the behaviors or coping mechanisms. So of course that's going to happen. And a little later in the podcast, when we look at creating that plan that will serve you, I will share some tips and some advice on how you can actually begin to make those changes that perhaps you need to make. Now, the next one is something that isn't directly linked to weight loss. It can actually impact us in all areas of our life. And that is about setting realistic expectations or goals. Now, I don't know about you, but setting goals is something that I used to really struggle with and still do in some cases. I used to usually set a goal that was so far away or so difficult to achieve that I would give up before I even got close to reaching it. Or on the other end of a scale, I wouldn't set a goal at all. And if you don't set any kind of goal, it's very difficult to know when you've achieved it. And also if you're going in the right direction. First of all, let's look at setting goals that are very very lofty very very difficult to achieve and not very motivating to set the thing to realize here is that with weight loss specifically you may have a long way to go you may have a lot of weight to lose to reach a target that you are looking to achieve now if that is the case 
having that end goal as your only target or only thing that you're working towards, that means that until you reach that, you are failing and you will see it as a failure until that day comes. Now that's not good because it means that you could lose half the weight that you want to and still not be happy with what you've achieved so far. And this is a very dangerous thing to happen because if you get into that mindset of, I'm not there yet, I still haven't done what I needed to do, I'm still failing until I actually get there, then first of all, you miss out on many, many opportunities to celebrate your achievements and successes along the way. But not only that, it's much easier to want to give up because it just feels so unachievable or so far away in the future that it's never going to happen. And then on the other side of it, if you don't set any goals at all, what are you working towards? How will you know when you've achieved your goal if you don't actually know what you've set out to achieve in the first place? It's something that on one side of a scale, if you've got a lot of weight to lose, having that one distant goal in the future is very dangerous. By not having any goal at all, it's very difficult to work towards that or stay on top of it or motivated or working towards something because quite simply you could just say okay I want to lose weight and after two or three weeks you could tell yourself well you know I've lost a couple of pounds that's good enough I've succeeded but if you know deep down that you need to lose a few stone if you need to go much further to be able to feel the health benefits that you want to, to be able to fit into the clothes that you want to, to feel the confidence that maybe you used to have or are searching for, all of those things are goals, but you have to identify them first. It's really, really important. I can't stress that enough. Like I said, on one side, setting these big lofty goals that are going to take a long time to achieve is dangerous if you don't have anything much closer or milestones along that way. I'm going to move on to the next one now and this is something that I'm sure a few of you will listen to and quietly sit there nodding your heads, maybe even smiling because you know I'm absolutely right but you just haven't admitted it to yourself yet. Not following your plan, having the plan, understanding what you should be doing but not following it. Now we've all been guilty of it, some of us more than others and quite often this could be the reason why we don't ever hit the goal that we want to. For me, if I'm being completely honest with you, I was an amazing Monday to Thursday dieter. Actually, no, scrap that. I'm going to say I was an amazing Monday to Wednesday dieter, especially in my 20s and even more so when I first moved to Barcelona because Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, I was probably hungover to be honest with you. But those days I'd have no problem sticking to my plan. It'd be okay. But then Thursday usually would be the first day of the week where we'd go for a few beers after work, Friday after work. Saturday all day, Sunday all day, we'd be out and about. So diet went out the window. I'd be drinking, I'd be eating rubbish, I'd be sleeping very little, or at least my sleep pattern would be all over the place because I'd be out till six, seven in the morning, then going to sleep during the day and then back up again and out the same, you know, the next night. It was a mess. And so Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, I thought would be enough to kind of salvage the damage I was doing on the rest of those days. When when I look back at it, very easy to see, but that's just wouldn't happen you know how you could restrict your calories for three days and then be in a heavy surplus for four and the quality of those calories being very very poor mostly made up of alcohol and takeaways so of course I was never going to reach my goals and if by some stroke of luck or you know something happened in which I was losing weight it certainly wasn't being done in a healthy way now I'm not saying that every single person who struggles with their diet at the weekend is struggling because of drinking I know that there's a lot of people who don't drink at all but if you are somebody who 
struggles at the weekend in terms of following your plan, this is something that unfortunately you have to really address because again, overindulging for even two days a week is enough in some cases to undo all of the hard work of being in a deficit that you've created throughout that week leading up to it. So if you are serious about losing weight, if you do want to lose weight for the long term, quite often it's what happens at the weekend that you need to look at and make some changes to. It doesn't have to be drastic. You don't have to punish yourself. It doesn't have to feel like you are restricting yourself, but you do have to be honest about it and say, okay, if I'm following the plan Monday to Friday, Saturday and Sunday, what is it that I'm doing that's preventing me from reaching my goals and how can I make some changes in order to achieve them finally? Another reason for not following the plan is that you don't understand the rules and this is something that can happen to everybody and for various reasons. For me keto was a classic example of this where I had heard some friends talking about doing keto and losing lots of weight because they weren't eating carbs and that's really all I listened to and then followed so I basically stopped eating carbs and for like five or six days wouldn't eat any at all feel really tired and lethargic and I'd end up eating something that was quite carb heavy some pasta or some bread and then repeat that cycle of going a few days without eating any carbs and then eventually eating something and not losing any weight overall and not understanding why I wasn't doing it and since then since learning about how keto really works I've realized that as soon as you eat past that limit of carbs that your body can tolerate you're no longer in ketosis and it then requires days before your body is back there again using fat for energy so I was never giving my body long enough to actually reach that stage of ketosis in which I was losing weight so really I was never going to do it and I could have done it forever and would have probably never reached my goal so having a lack of knowledge not understanding the rules of your plan is often quite key in not being able to succeed at it Something that's quite closely linked to this and again I'm not having a pop at anybody who does Slimming World but what I will say is that it's quite easy for this to happen on the Slimming World plan is portion control. Because you have certain foods that are free, pasta being one of them, you're basically told that you can eat as much as you'd like and the plan will still work. Well I just have to say something that your body doesn't know what plan it's following your body doesn't go, ah, oh, these foods I'm eating, I think I'm on the Slimming World plan. Of course not. Your body only looks at the amount of calories it consumes, the quality of the nutrients, and then reacts based on what you feed it. So pasta might be free, but if you're eating three or four large bowls of it every single day and your body's in a calorie surplus, then you're not going to lose weight. It's as simple as that. Now, obviously, the plan works because of all the components happening together. But I think what happens over the time for so many people is that you start off at the beginning of a diet very, very controlled on your portion sizes, very mindful of the fact that you need to eat less. But then little by little that creeps up. Now for me, the classic example of this is with mozzarella cheese on my calorie counting journey. Now I love cheese. I will put cheese on anything. And the fact that with calorie counting you can pretty much eat anything you want as long as you stay within your budget means that I could put cheese on pretty much anything I wanted. Now at the beginning I would weigh to the exact gram of exactly how much cheese I needed to have and I would get used to the portion and pretty much be able to throw a small handful of cheese and hit the grams that I wanted to. Now when I took the scales away though 
I realized that over the course of a week or two weeks, those portions of cheese would start to creep up. Those handfuls would start to get a bit bigger because I was not really thinking so much about how much it should weigh, but I was thinking about how much I like cheese. Now, that's something that can happen to anyone. And it's important to obviously understand the rules of a plant you follow and then obviously make sure you stay within them. And for me, with portion control, that was key. Now, if you follow Slimming World, obviously a free food means you can have it in as much quantity as you like. But just be mindful of the fact that there's also your body counting calories. Now, if you could put yourself in a surplus of calories, it doesn't matter how free Slimming World says it is, you're not going to lose weight. You're going to gain weight. And the last point related to not following your plan is not being honest with yourself. Now, this can be quite a difficult one for many people because we often avoid this difficult conversation with ourselves about why we're not able to lose weight, why we're failing, why we yo-yo diet, why we emotionally eat, all of these reasons. And like I said at the beginning, it's not until you have that quite difficult conversation with yourself that you can really get past that and avoid going around in that same cycle again and again and again. So... It's really easy to do. You just have to look at your last diet attempt, maybe the last couple. Were you really honest about whether or not you were following your plan? Were you kind of, I guess, lying to yourself? Were you sneaking in the odd snack and things and not counting it as part of your journey? Because, you know, if nobody else saw it or you ate it quickly, it didn't count. And I I say it with a smile on my face, but I was so guilty of this. I'd be like, If I stand in the kitchen and eat three biscuits before going back into the lounge and watching Netflix with my wife, then it won't count because she won't know I've done it. It sounds absolutely ludicrous now to think about, but it was how I justified it to myself. that you know, if I ate in secret, if I ate quickly, it was almost like it didn't count, which is completely false and not real at all. And again, just something that we do by lying to ourselves really derails our goals and our objectives of trying to lose weight for the long term. I really hope that some of this is resonating with you as you listen to this because I'm so used to having a conversation with a guest on the show where I ask the questions and it's a completely different dynamic that I say things based on their feedback or their answers to the questions. Whereas with this, it's just my thoughts and things that I've been through, hoping that it's something that you'll listen to and think, yeah, you know, that's happening to me as well. And please, by all means, get in touch and let me know what you think of this episode, for good or for bad, because... My goal is that this is helpful to some of you. Well, my goal is that it's something is helpful to all of you. I realise that not everything will be relevant to every single person who listens to this. But ultimately, this is all about helping as many people as possible with the Weight Loss Warrior podcast. Now, I'm going to do one more in terms of why it didn't go well and then move on to what you can do in order to actually make those changes and have more success. And this last one, it's quite an emotional one to be honest with you and it's it's about not feeling supported it's about feeling on your own in this journey and it's part of a reason that I started the podcast and many of you know that when I spoke to my mum about why her weight loss journey hadn't been successful in all the years she'd been trying she said it was because she felt lonely now in my personal situation that created a whole lot of guilt and bad feeling that I wasn't helping her partly because I'd moved to Barcelona Partly because, you know, even when I was living at home, I didn't really ever take her journey as seriously as perhaps I should have or supported her in a way that may have helped to get the results she wanted. But that's just me, you know, that's something I've had to work on and look at. But for anyone who's listening, it can be difficult losing weight if you do feel alone. It can be difficult when 
your circle of friends or the people around you are not necessarily on a weight loss journey. And so you feel like the odd one out. You feel like the one who has to punish themselves, the one who has to work harder, the one who can't enjoy the same things, the one who doesn't get the attention they want where their friends do on a night out. So many things that can lead to making you feel isolated when you're trying to lose weight. And this is why I think it's so important to have a strong community around you of people who get it, people who understand what you're going through, people who share that experience, people who can hear what you're saying and really understand where you're coming from. So I definitely encourage you if you feel on your own in this journey, maybe you don't get the support at home, maybe you know you feel like you're cooking one meal for everybody else and then you're sat there eating your salad and you think that you know life's unfair because of that or the fact that you know people in your family won't eat the same as you because you're on a diet that's another way of looking at it but for whatever reason if you do feel on your own there are things you can do to change that so on that note quite a clever little link I did there what can you do to move forward what can you do to get past it and the first thing I want to suggest to you and bear with me if you've never heard this before, is to give advice to a friend, but you are that friend, okay? This is something that I think helps to reduce negative self-talk. It allows you to think in a way without being judgmental about yourself, and it enables you actually to see things from a different perspective, I think, as well. So what I mean by this is, imagine one of your friends has come to you just now and said, look, this year has been a shocker. I wanted to lose weight. I haven't lost weight, I failed again, as will be true for so many of us. And that friend's really feeling bad about it. They're feeling down that they've lost, you know, no weight or they've gained weight or they've regained the weight that they lost. Whatever the situation, that friend needs your support and your advice. What would you tell that person in that moment? What would you tell your friend to help them understand that it's not too late? What would you tell them from a perspective of them feeling like they failed because they've not reached their goal. And one of the reasons I think this is so, so powerful is that I'm sure that every single person listening to this, when faced with a situation, when a friend comes to them for advice and is feeling sad or depressed or down about something, the conversation that you would have with them is completely different to that one that you have with yourself in the same situation. Because I'm sure you wouldn't say to your friend, well, you failed because you're stupid or you're ugly and you deserve to be fat or you're never going to lose weight. You wouldn't say that to your friend, would you? Yet how many times in a difficult moment have you told yourself that? It's incredible, really, when you think about it, that we talk to ourselves in a way we would never talk to anybody else and we tolerate it. We put up with ourselves telling us these nasty things. So I truly encourage you to switch it. Imagine it's your friend who needs the advice. What would you tell them? And listen to the things you say to them. It might surprise you. It might be the first time you've heard yourself say something like that that you could then apply to your own journey, your own situation. And one great way of doing this, a great way to express this in terms of having empathy for yourself, in terms of being compassionate and kind to yourself, is to write a letter. Now, I'm not talking about Dear Diary. Well, I kind of am talking about Dear Diary. But for anyone who thinks that this is something that they would struggle with try it you'd be amazed at once you get into it how easy it is to let the words flow and also 
how surprising it is the things that you're willing to admit when you write it down rather than look in the mirror and say it to yourself. So one exercise you can do, and this is something that I, I suggest you try if you've never tried it before, is to write a letter to yourself talking about the things that haven't gone well this year. Talk about the areas where you've struggled. Talk about the things that you wish had gone differently. And if you do struggle to say it in a way that's positive to yourself, in a way that's kind to yourself, imagine you're telling a friend because they've come to you for advice. Try it that way and I'm sure the answers that you give yourself are very different to that negative self-talk that you're perhaps so used to having on a regular basis. Now the next thing that you can do in terms of moving forward and creating a more successful year for yourself if this one hasn't been great is to think about what needs to happen for your year to be a success. What needs to happen in terms of not just reaching a goal, you know, you don't want to just say, okay, well, I need to lose weight, then I'll reach my goal. What needs to change in your life? What needs to happen on a daily basis? What do you need to get rid of that isn't serving you? What do you need more of that is serving you? You don't necessarily need to know how. You don't even need to know exactly how you'll do it either. But just by identifying those things, the things that don't serve you, that you need less of, the things that do serve you, that you need more of, or the things that are missing that you need to start doing. That, for me, is a really, really easy way to identify areas in your life that could perhaps have a bit more of a spotlight shone on them, that perhaps need to be reduced. And by doing that, you're creating a plan that can serve you and help you throughout the next year. It also gives you the opportunity to take ownership and have some accountability for your own journey. As we said at the beginning, it's very easy to kind of shy away from that responsibility you have to yourself. But the truth is that you are the one on the journey. You are the one who has to turn up for yourself and follow those things. So I think by doing this and doing it in this way, you can really have that honest conversation you need to have with yourself and enable you to really set some structure in your plan that was perhaps missing before. This next one, I won't lie, can be probably the most difficult. And if you're someone who has been on a journey multiple times or have spent many years trying to lose weight, it's very difficult to have a positive attitude of yourself when quite often you are used to seeing yourself fail or in desperation or not being able to achieve what you want no matter how much you want it. It's almost like an internal battle you have with yourself. Like on one side, you want this thing so much that you do anything for it. And on the other side, it's just not happening. And it's almost like you can't help yourself. And so what I'm going to say now, you may have to listen to a few times or really sit and think about how you can do this, but you need to forgive yourself. You need to give yourself that permission to let go and start afresh. Without forgiving yourself, without giving yourself that permission, you are going to hold on to so many negative thoughts, negative feelings, beating yourself up. It needs to go. To be able to truly look forward to really achieve your goals, you need to forgive yourself for everything that's happened so far and realize that you have an opportunity to change it. Okay. The person that you are tomorrow is not the person that you were yesterday. Time doesn't stand still. And the past is the past. And if you can give yourself that moment and space to say, do you know what? It hasn't gone well, but I am going to change it. I have the opportunity to change it. 
you can start to let go of all of those other attempts, all those things that have created that bad feeling and start to have a more positive outlook on the future instead of dragging yourself through the past. And finally, having a plan. This is absolutely crucial. And you would probably, if you listen back to this, realize that most of the points I've raised in some way or another link to having a plan. It's something that it's, I don't believe you can successfully lose weight long term and achieve your goals if you don't have a plan of how you're going to do it. So many of us just kind of think, okay, well, you know, if I do this or I do that, it will happen and then feel surprised or disappointed when it doesn't. I think the the stronger your plan, the more detailed your plan, the more likely it is that you'll succeed and the more self-aware you can be of your journey while you're succeeding and on your way to to victory and, and achieving your goal. But what kind of plan, I hear you ask? Well, I think the first thing is that you need to have is you may have your big goal. You may have that big lofty goal that we talked about earlier that, you know, you want to lose X amount of, of weight and it may take time to do and be okay with that. In between that and now, I think it's important to create many opportunities for you to feel success, to have achievements, to enjoy the journey that you're on instead of just pinning everything on that one final finish line. Okay, so having some small goals along the way and what I would encourage anyone to do if you are feeling pretty down about things at the moment, if the year has been a disaster for you and you are you know, planning to start again even now or in the new year, would be to just start with a small goal. No matter how much you want to lose long term, one pound, two pounds, just one day of being on plan. You know, it, it doesn't have to be anything more than that, but it helps you to build momentum and consistency. And by taking small steps, you will realize that every single day, if you can make that small victories count, they add up to massive, massive changes. Okay. And it also stops it from being so overwhelming as well. Rather than thinking about that long, big goal that you set yourself, if today I can follow my plan and tick you know, eight of the 10 boxes of things I need to do to lose weight, perfect. And then build that consistency day after day and you'll get there, I promise you. But with that said, you need to know exactly what it is that you have to do with the plan that you choose. We talked about it earlier. If it's Slimming World, understand that yes, there are free foods, but portion control is important. If you're doing keto, make sure you understand exactly what the boundaries are in terms of having small portions of carbohydrates each day and what that limit is in order to stay in ketosis. If you're doing calorie counting, make sure you understand what your body should have on a daily basis to be in a deficit, what maintenance is and what a surplus is. Otherwise, you will not be able to follow your plan and succeed. And a key part of this as well, I nearly forgot this, but it's reducing friction. Now, what I mean by that is when you reduce friction, you, you look at the challenges perhaps you've overcome and some of those obstacles that you face or have derailed you in the past, it's important to identify those and think about how you can either avoid them or overcome them. I've got a, an example I'll share with you that sprung to my mind when I started saying this, in that when I used to work in the centre of Barcelona in an office there, I used to take the train and on the way home after work in the evening, I would walk a specific route to the train station. And one day in particular, I was hungry. I was genuinely hungry. And so I stopped in at a Dunkin' Donuts and bought myself a donut. Now on its own, and this doesn't seem like a, a big deal at all, but 
when I went to pay, the woman said to me, oh, because we're closing soon, we're actually doing two for one donuts now. So you buy one, you get one free. And I was like, oh, wow, that's incredible. So I got two donuts and then ate two donuts and made my way home. Then the next day, I thought, I wonder if they're doing that deal again. Now, obviously, clever marketing from Dunkin' Donuts. They absolutely got me hook, line and sinker because I found myself going in there most days after that because, well, it was a bargain, wasn't it? You know, two for one donuts. Wasn't even hungry, but all of a sudden I felt sucked into this. It became part of my routine. So once I realized this and after a few weeks of probably eating far more donuts than I probably had previously in the whole of my life, I thought this has to stop. I need to do something different here. So how do I reduce friction? How do I stop this obstacle or this challenge being a factor in my life? The answer, I started walking home a different way. I started going to the train station a different way and I didn't walk past Dunkin' Donuts anymore. Now, obviously, the urge was still there. Dunkin' Donuts are lovely. I really enjoy them. But in order to overcome that obstacle, there was something I had to do and that was to avoid walking past Dunkin' Donuts. So in terms of your own journey, there will be challenges and obstacles that you will face and quite often a very simple solution so that they're no longer a factor in your journey. So I encourage you to think about those and maybe list the main challenges you face. Maybe you have a similar situation to the one I went through, but whatever it is that you face, there is usually quite a simple, quite an easy answer. If there's not, please share it with me. I'd love to talk about it with you and you know maybe we can work through it together. After all, this is part of the work I do with my coaching clients in which we look at the goals and objectives you have, we look at the challenges and obstacles that you face and we bring them into alignment to understand how to bridge that gap. And for anyone who joined the webinar a few weeks ago talking about the Click, the program that I've created, it's an online course in which you can work on your mindset, in which you can look at different areas of mindset and improve them to help you with your weight loss journey. You'll know that there are a lot of elements of this within the course itself. Now, if you weren't on that webinar, if you are interested to learn more about how mindset can play such a crucial role in achieving your weight loss goals, there will be another webinar coming up very, very soon. And in the new year, this course will be officially launched. So you can take part in that. And as I said, it's really, really focusing on your mindset, the things that you struggle with from a mindfulness and well-being perspective and how that impacts your ability to lose weight long term things like yo-yo dieting and how you can actually break that cycle and then of course as I mentioned I also do one-to-one coaching so if anyone's listened to this today and would like to have a discussion on a personal level I offer a free coaching session to all of my listeners in which you can understand exactly the type of work that I do and how I might be able to help you so by all means reach out to me get in touch and we can organize that as soon as you're available to do so I think I've taken enough of your time today and so I just want to summarize really by saying allow yourself that space you need to forgive yourself to realize that you're learning to realize that you're on a journey it's okay that we don't get it right 100% of the time in fact we're not supposed to but also know that you do have that opportunity to change the things that you want to Sometimes we just don't have the awareness of exactly what it is we need to do to achieve them. But that's why the Weight Loss Warrior podcast and community exists to help you on that journey, to give you the inspiration, motivation and that support you need to take that next step. So if you would like help, if you have heard something on today's episode that's interesting, please get in touch, send me a message on Instagram, send me an email. I'll be more than happy to talk to you. And ultimately, just know that 
no matter how many times it's gone wrong, you have the opportunity to start again. There's no limits to how many starts and tries you can do or miss. And if you do address the things correctly, you can reach your goal. Okay. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. The next one will be back with a special guest sharing a success story, which I'm very excited to be sharing with you. But for now, I wish you a great day. Have a great week and we'll speak soon. Take care of yourselves. Bye-bye. I'd also like to say a big thank you to you, our listeners. I appreciate you joining us at the Weight Loss Warrior podcast and would love that you become part of our tribe. If you enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe to our podcast to never miss a new Weight Loss Warrior tell their story. We share brand new episodes every single Monday and Thursday and hope that you join us next time. You can also find us on Instagram where we share great tips and advice on how you can lose weight in a safe and sustainable way. Simply search for Weight Loss Warrior Podcast and follow us today. Remember, be kind to yourself and keep looking forward. You can achieve your goals.